Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, take a pew beside the fire and allow me to tell you of the night I waded back through the passage of time and witnessed the beginnings of one of the most beautiful stories I know. Even before that night, when the magic of the falls drew me from my slumber and led me down the winding path to the past, I understood that Anwen's story spanned space and time. Even if the vastness of such a life felt incomprehensible to me. Tonight, I'd like to share a rather important chapter from my dear friend's past with you. Tonight's story is a love story, as true and pure as a tale of that sort can come. It is also Anwen's story and one that I hope you will find just as enchanting as I do. Before we get started, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors who make this free content possible. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. For the best way to fall asleep with nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfall's classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfall's, Nightfall's Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfall's, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfall's Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player.
Before we journey back through time tonight, let's take a moment to catch our breath and wind down from another long day. Come to a comfortable position, allowing yourself to settle in for the night, however feels best for you. Let your eyes drift closed on today so your mind can drift into thoughts of tonight. Take a deep breath in through your nose and sigh out through your mouth as you settle into stillness for perhaps the first time since you first got out of bed this morning. Feeling that stillness sink beneath your skin and settle into your core. Know that there is nothing more important than your peace and relaxation. There is no greater priority than you. In this very moment, breathing deep and drifting towards sleep. Breathing in, thank yourself for having made the time to care for your mind and body tonight. Exhaling, allow yourself another long, lazy sigh of relief. Breathing in, feel your mind begin to slow. And as you exhale, release any thoughts that clutter and crowd your headspace. This is your time to breathe, to be without interruption from the world beyond your body or the thoughts and feelings that bustle within the bounds of it. Breathe in and feel your chest opening up, allowing you a little more space to breathe into and exhale. Inhaling once more, feel your breath drifting deeper into your core. Exhaling, Feel your mind and body opening up as you release the stress and strain of another long day. On your next in-breath, I invite you to release the tension in your shoulders and allow them to sink down into the soft cushions beneath you. Exhaling, allow the muscles of your face to soften. Tonight, allow yourself to drift into deep relaxation as you center your attention on the sound of my voice. And tonight's story begins. Tiffany and I swam over to the cave behind the falls. Otto diving in after us and paddling apace as we crossed the lake. Otto remained in the lake below, uninterested in our antics as we wandered up the short path 
into the cave behind the falls. We planned to listen out for the magic's voice there, just as it had bid us to. So, perhaps it was better that Otto remained in the lake, for he tended to breathe heavily and cause something of a ruckus wherever he went. In the quiet of the cave, we waited and waited, breath baited, for even an utterance from the magic. I ought to have suspected it would go quiet on us. I knew it liked to play tricks by then. But I also knew that it was in its nature to find the fun in every corner of the clearing, to seek the light and the laughter in every moment. And so I found that its silence, its attempt to be elusive that morning, rather reminded me of the brief attempt my friends and I made to appear mysterious and unattainably aloof as teenagers. I called its bluff. I knew that eventually I would beat it at its own game. So I settled into the quiet. I made myself comfortable. Listened. And waited. When Devani lost her patience and rejoined Otto in the lake below, I remained. The magic was quieter than it had ever been before. The silence of the cave seemed to roar around me. I waited just a little longer for its resolve to crumble. And just as I suspected, the force that flows over the falls finally spoke up. The sound of the magic's voice soon swelled around me, caught both my ears and washed through me. The voice itself didn't sound old, but the wisdom that washed in through its words simply had to be. It was as though a thousand thoughts had been bound up on one tongue, and the words that tumbled over the falls had me transfixed. I listened into the voice that filled the cave around me, leaving in further, even as the sound swept across each of my senses. I could feel its words brushing against my skin. The smell of the magic hung heavier in the air with its every word, with every breath that toppled over the cliff top and into the cave. The ancient voice wound itself around me in riddles and twisted its meaning up in my mind as I sat listening. It asked me if I had been back and I couldn't quite catch its meaning. I stayed silent, and after a time it promised to point me in the right direction, to take me there. 
but where is there? I asked. It's back quite a way, but not very far, it assured me. Which way is it? I pressed, laughing at the magic's playful riddle. It's the way that led you here. I'll take you there sometime. It finished, and the scent that had hung so heavy in the air seemed to disappear all at once, as though the magic had opened a window I couldn't see and ducked out of it silently. Once the air had cleared, I rejoined Devani and Otto in the lake, and day drifted into night, just as normal. I'd almost forgotten about my conversation with the magic. By the time I drifted off to sleep on the beach, twilight had crept in and out again by the time the magic drew me out. I'd been sleeping soundly on the beach beside Devani when I felt it stirring in the clearing. I came to sit as it began to draw water out of the lake and flick it my way. I slipped my toes out from beneath Otto's fur and made my way over to the lake to join it. I followed it beyond the clearing into a corner of the woods I tended not to frequent. The flowers tended not to bloom as brightly there. In fact, it was the only patch of ground in the clearing that the flowers didn't seem to flourish upon. The earth felt dry under my feet and even harder the farther along the path I travelled. It's old earth, the magic explained, as if it were party to my thoughts. It's from a spillage. The path ought not to exist at all, but I've spilled a little time here and there over the years, splashed it into this millennium and the next. I didn't realise that in my clumsiness I was creating a way to cut across time. But... I'm rather glad of it now. People can always go the long way around the sun, of course. In fact, I'd encourage that. It's better not to muddle the order of things where possible. The magic went on. And suddenly, it made sense to me that the earth felt hard beneath my feet. For time had a way of toughening things up. I wasn't sure for what reason the magic wished for me to wander down the winding path to the past, but I trusted it, and my curiosity had gotten the better of me. This spillage was particularly bad, the voice explained. I really tipped the cup and doused a good few decades here. It's caused me some troubles over the years, but it's had its perks too. The magic finished. Around me, the path seemed to draw in, growing narrower and narrower until it converged completely and stopped me in my tracks. Turn around, the magic coaxed. I did just that, 
twisting on my heel to look back down the same dried up path that I had just wandered up. Run back, it advised me. And I did so, knowing that the magic had a treat in store for me. It felt as though I flew back down the path, my arms and legs powering me back through time. The falls seemed to bend back around me, and each step I took had me tumbling further and further back through time. When I finally found myself back at the foot of the falls, the years had been peeled back like the petals of a flower to reveal nightfalls, new and fresh. It was just as it had been in the moments after Anwen first broke through the surface of the lake. I came to a stop at the edge of the tree line and lingered in the shadows, watching in silence as Anwen drew her first breath. I'd heard of her first few hours in the falls long before that night. Anwen had told me the story of how she came to be herself. I'd heard in vivid detail the events of the evening I suddenly found myself party to, but was transfixed by the scene nonetheless. Anwen was born fully formed and formless all at once. I tried to imagine in the past what it must have been like for her to take her first breath with none of the ignorance that I had taken mine with as a baby. Of all the nights I could have twisted back through time for, I recall being rather thankful that it was that one. The parts of the story I knew would have been interesting enough. But it wasn't long before I realised that Anwen had left rather a lot out of her story of that night. As she loosed her first breath and her eyes flew open on the world, they locked onto a deep brown pair that were set into the kind, rather befuddled-looking face across from her. Standing directly before her on the beach was a man whose name and presence that evening had gone entirely unmentioned. He was dressed as though he shopped in shops that closed down centuries ago. His top hat was tall, taller than it ought to have been, and the cravat keeping the collar of his shirt together seemed tattered and tired. Beneath bushy eyebrows, his brown eyes blazed. They were almost oaken in colour and seemed to grow deeper the moment they were trained on Anwin. Standing a little behind him and keeping hold of his hand was a boy of about seven. He didn't seem to share any of his features. Hanging from the boy's free hand was a fishing rod that had no doubt been forgotten in the chaos that had, moments prior, unfolded before their eyes. Beneath the brim of his hat, the man cleared his throat, 
and searched for the right thing to say to the woman who had just fallen from the night sky and set the lake aflame with silver moonlight he seemed to arrive at the conclusion that a tip of the hat and a how do you do would be the only thing to suffice Anwen appearing just as puzzled by the circumstances as the man before her cleared her throat and said good all things considered the smallest of smiles played at the corner of her lips and suddenly I felt as though I ought to look away neither he nor Anwin moved to speak again but something heavy hung in the air between them whatever weighted that silence had its own centre of gravity it pulled them together and knocked them off centre only to give them a new one a new mark on the map to revolve around it was as though whatever weighted the air between them had been hung from both of their hearts and the heavier it grew the closer it drew them to one another that weight seemed only to grow heavier pulling the pair closer until they appeared to be on the precipice of something rather important a mere meter between them and yet it seemed as though so much kept them apart him on the beach and Anwin as far into the shallows as she dared to be it was rather like they were standing on two different clifftops staring across a chasm at one another this is my nephew Tom the man said his voice low as the silence broke around them he's visiting from Wales I thought I might show him the local fishing spot he finished his eyes fixed on Anwin as she tried to get her bearings Anwin nodded absently as her eyes drifted around the clearing I think it might be the only time I've ever seen her speechless my name's Arthur the man offered before asking my friend for hers Arthur she hummed testing his name for the first time before she offered him her own time sped up after that the clearing rushed around me and paused only to show me the best bits of their story it felt rather like leafing through a cherished book and stopping only to reread the best pages it seemed as though the sun had risen and set in nightfalls a hundred times over before the passage of time slowed again and allowed me to lean a little further into their story each day Arthur returned he came alone after those first visits mentioning in passing that his nephew had returned to Wales he arrived at dusk generally and one particular evening he wandered down into the clearing with an easel tucked beneath his arm 
He set up shop with the easel on the very edge of the beach, just before the sand gave way to the crystalline waters of the lake. He was busying himself with pots, paintbrushes, and palette knives when Anwen emerged from the lake to greet him. I thought I heard you, she muttered, and I was surprised she had been able to, for he had taken great care not to disturb the perfect peace of the clearing with his arrival. You have a very noisy heart, she remarked. It's beating even louder now. I could hear it all the way from the bottom of the lake, she finished, her voice trailing off as she listened into it again. Arthur offered his most humble apologies for having disturbed her, but the corners of his lips had lifted in a way that suggested he wasn't sorry at all for having drawn her out. I'm an artist by trade, he explained. I thought I might try to capture the falls. They've changed rather a lot since I last painted them. Anwen simply nodded and swam as far into the shallows as she could. They didn't talk after that. But I got the sense that the silence between them was a comfortable one. As she lounged in the shallows, Arthur began to wash the bottom of his canvas with the precise blue that glittered in the lake. One silent moment rolled into the next, and minutes became hours of perfect peace. Together, they basked in that quiet, in that silent understanding that there weren't any answers to all the questions they wanted to ask each other. So, whatever carried between them in that quiet would simply have to suffice. Day rolled into night over and over again, and I held still as time coiled around me. I watched Arthur come and go with each turn the earth made on its axis, and it seemed as though months had passed before Anwen finally lost her patience and asked him if she could see the painting he'd been working on. Arthur insisted that she could only see it when he was finished, but I'd been watching over his shoulder for quite some time by then, and it appeared to me that the painting had been finished for weeks. It wasn't until Arthur went foraging for flowers to make paint with that Anwin shifted. She bound herself together, gathered her wits, and waded out of the lake. I sensed I was watching her first attempt to do so, for her form seemed to falter a little with each step she took. When she finally caught sight of the painting, her breath hitched for a moment. The painting was indeed of nightfalls, that much he had explained. Arthur hadn't mentioned, however, that his painting was also of Anwen. 
I thought for a moment that it might have bothered her, for I had never seen her go so still. But as she lifted a hand to her face and felt along the planes of it, I finally understood what had given her pause. The painting was beautiful. She was beautiful. And I think perhaps she was only just realizing it. She had scarcely seen herself save for her reflection in the ever-shifting surface of the lake. The painting was watery. Its colors bled together to form a figure almost indistinguishable, unlike any other, and yet exactly like Anwin. A rustling in the trees as Arthur made his way back to the clearing, had Anwin rushing back to the lake. I think this might be just the stuff, he murmured taking out a pestle and mortar. He was about to begin grinding the petals into a paste when Anwen called him over. Setting the mortar aside, Arthur drew nearer and sat himself down on the rock that juts out a little into the lake. The rock I'd seen Anwen lounge upon a thousand times before. She paddled over to him before announcing... I'm in your painting. There was something almost accusatory in her tone, and I began to think that Anwen didn't quite know what to do with the information, even if it excited her. Drawing a deep breath in, Arthur studied her as she placed her hands on the rock and anchored herself in the water before him. You are indeed, he leveled seeming almost glad of the confrontation. Perhaps she had expected more of a reaction, or maybe something of an apology from the artist. I don't think I had ever seen anyone square up to Anwin before, but I realised that Arthur's confidence in doing so might be what made him the perfect match for my friend. You didn't tell me I was in your painting, Anwin dug, but Arthur only agreed with her, a smile tugging at the corners of his mouth. You ought to have, she pressed. I might not have smiled so wide. I painted you just as you are, just as you have been each time I've visited. It's no concern of mine if you smile too wide or laugh too loud at my jokes, he grinned and I got the sense he rather liked having had that effect on her. You might have done the decent thing and been a bit more boring, Anwen said, and I could have sworn she was flirting with him. I'll not promise you that, he said, leaning a little closer to her. Anwen mirrored him, and I thought for a moment she was squaring up to him, but instead, her eyes closed on the world, and his lips brushed against hers for the first time.
When Arthur finally gathered up his paints and pots that night, it felt as though something had cemented between them. He promised to see her tomorrow and the next day and every day that came after that. And as the passage of time began to rush around me once more, I saw that he did just that. Time ran away with itself, and the clearing was awash with sunset skipping and passionate goodbyes. Each day, Arthur would tell Anwen of the world beyond the falls, sketching things out as he went, to show her precisely what life looked like where he had grown up. I recognised his sketches, not because I had seen the places he was describing, but because I had seen them rendered again beneath the surface of the lake. I was beginning to understand that Anwen had used the sketches and the stories Arthur had told her to build a whole world beneath the surface of the lake, one that she could share with him. I could understand why she felt as she did for Arthur. There was an unparalleled kindness behind those deep brown eyes. A smile stretched itself across his face whenever he caught sight of her, and he seemed to grow a little wiser with each cycle of the earth around the sun, as was the gift of time. Years had passed since their first meeting, when Anwen was finally able to offer him a life beneath the surface of the lake with her. I could sense she had wanted to ask him sooner, could see her pushing every day to understand the power that lay within her and learn to use it to her advantage. The moment the penny dropped and she felt the magic of the falls come to heal for her, she asked him to join her. Do you trust me? She asked him one starlit night. The pair were sprawled out upon the rock jutting out into the lake, their hands twinned together, their breath falling in time. Of course, he promised. His vow proved reassurance enough for Anwen to draw a deep breath in and pose her question. If she was nervous to ask him to use the magic of the clearing, and join her below the surface of the lake. Then she not ought to have been, for the smile he gave her could have risen the sun before dawn. He squeezed her hand a little tighter and agreed. She didn't tell him about the city she had built beneath the surface of the lake for them, and perhaps she might have if she'd felt she needed to convince him but I supposed it would make for a rather wonderful surprise. Anwen slipped into the water, and Arthur dove in after her. She reached for his hand, 
and at once the water of the lake seemed to rise and fall around them. The sun skipped a cycle. The birdsong took pause, and the stars almost fell from the sky as the pair slipped beneath the surface of the lake. Turning on my heel, I waded back down the passage of time and watched it unwind around me. When I arrived back on the beach, I found Devani and Otto snoring softly, just as they had been when I slipped away. Feeling more than a little exhausted, I stretched out beside them, and in the moments before I drifted off to sleep, I couldn't help but think that there was rather a lot of Arthur's bravery, kindness, and curiosity in the daughter Anwin had introduced me to some weeks prior. Feeling rather pleased to have learned so much about my most mysterious friend, and perhaps a little honoured that she was willing to share her past with me, I slept into a deep sleep.